Hi, I'm Jason Seaver. I'm a psychiatrist, and I believe in the infinite potential of the human spirit. And I'm Maggie Seaver. I'm a mother, and the infinite potential of the human spirit scares the hell out of me. <laughs> Don't let her fool you. She's not so tough. Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, anyway, last week, after 15 years of motherhood, Maggie went back to work as a reporter for the local newspaper. And Jason moved his practice into the house so he can be there for the kids. They're great kids. Yeah. And we have a great relationship with them. Yeah, there's just one problem. Their father trusts them, and they know it. Unbelievable. <laughs> Show me that smile again. Don't waste Seaver fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Show Me That Smile Again, a Growing Pains podcast. Well, today, I thought, you know what, it's been a while since I covered a Carol-centered episode, and I just thought, since um, all my other seasons are packed away, and I only have season three currently, because I was doing the Aloha Parts 1 and 2 episode, I'm like, you know what, there's a couple Carol episodes in season three, and I'm like, I think I'm going to cover season three, episode 15, entitled The Marrying Kind. Actually, I put that up there on Instagram in the uh, Growing Pains podcast Facebook page for you guys to vote on if you want me to do The Marrying Kind or if you wanted me to do Who's Zooming Who with guest star Brad Pitt. And all of you said The Marrying Kind, which honestly, I like The Marrying Kind better than Who's Zooming Who. So this episode aired on January 5th, 1988. In this episode, Jason and Maggie are shocked when Carol announces her engagement to Bobby, her boyfriend. So this episode's got a 6.7 out of 10 based on 33 ratings. Of course, we have returning for the final time is Kevin Wixted playing Bobby. We also have guest starring his parents, Dick Butkus playing his father Robert, and Arlene Golanka playing Kitty, and we have Carol's friends Debbie and Shelley, played by Lisa Capps and Rachel Jacobs. Rachel Jacobs, actually, last year when I was watching Different Strokes, she was in the season two two-parter where Arnold has to have his appendix out. And this girl's father does not want Arnold sharing a room with this girl because, well, because Arnold is black. So, this episode is directed by John Tracy. We've got writers Neil Marlins, David Kendall, also written by, alright. Ooh, connections. The Marrying Kind, title reference. Cagney and Lacey. Bobby mentions his mother liking Cagney and Lacey. So what's this marrying kind? Of? Oh, it came out in 1952. Florence and Chet Kiever have had a troublesome marriage whilst in the middle of a divorce. Hearing the judge encourages them to remember the good times they have had, hoping that the marriage can be saved. Okay, interesting. So, of course, as I said, before I want to get into the podcast, I always like to let, if you're new to the podcast, welcome, welcome. There is a Facebook page, Show Me That Smile Again, a Growing Pains podcast, and an Instagram page, Growing Pains Pod, or podcast. 
anyway, also, if you guys want to email me, email the podcast, you can do so at lbomwonderyearspodcast at gmail.com. The way to listen to the Growing Pains podcast is to jump on iTunes or SoundCloud, search Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast. That's where I've covered the Wonder Years, Mr. Belvedere episodes. Small wonder, I'm currently working my way, I'm almost done with season one, I'll finish that up this year. And as I've said in the last episode, I actually, 2021, we're going to take a break from the Seavers, and we're going to visit with the Connors for a bit. Not the Connors, the new TV show that came out a couple years ago. No, I'm talking about the Connor family from the earlier seasons of Roseanne. Now, basically, it's just going to be once a month for a little bit, so. I'm going to start, you know, pretty much with the, with the earlier episodes. I know with Growing Pains, I tend to jump around quite a bit, but, uh, yeah, I think there are a lot of good episodes of Roseanne in the earlier seasons. I am definitely, I really don't want to touch anything from season nine, <laughs> unless I have to, <laughs> as far as the whole winning the lottery thing. But anyway, yes, so look forward to that podcast called Life in Lanford, an unofficial Roseanne podcast coming in January 2021. So without further ado, let's jump into this cold open. We have Carol and Bobby coming back from a school dance. And Carol looks gorgeous. Her dress is okay, but she looks really pretty. Now at this point, she's sans glasses. remember this winter formula is the best night of my entire life. You know, I don't even mind that I had to cough up 50 bucks for this monkey suit. <laughs> oh, you look so handsome, Bobby. I feel good looking <laughs> next to you. Pardon me? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I must be good looking to be going out with someone as totally hot looking as you. Oh? I sure like you in a dress that looks like it's falling off. <laughs> Boy, I'm sure glad you understand me. Well, you understand me. You do? What am I thinking? Show me that smile. 
So, yeah, they're making out. Bobby's like, oh my gosh, I look handsome next to you. And he's like, oh, I sure love you in a dress that looks like it's falling off. It's okay, okay, buddy. I don't know, honestly, I'm sure I've said this before in a previous episode with Bobby. I just, I don't know. I mean, him and Carol be just, I, I don't get it. I mean, she's an intellectual. He's a jock. Not that those type of people shouldn't be dating. It's fine, whatever. But it just, I don't get it. But it's whatever. Of course, they're making out. Mike comes up, looking at his watch, says something disgusting. Carol calls him a pig. And he's like, please, Carol, if you go on any further, I'll get a big head. <laughs> he's like, even your shoulders are blushing. So he goes inside, and Bobby and Carol sit on the little couch bench thing, and <laughs> he's like, no, I want to talk with words. And he turns, and he takes out an engagement ring and says, will you be my wife? And she, we don't get a response because it jumps right into the intro. So, of course, we come out of the cold... Uh, we come out of the intro. He's putting the ring on her fingers. Like, she's like, married? Married? And he's like, well, no, not right now. I meant, like, after we graduate high school. And the reason behind this is, like, well, I'm going to get a scholarship with football, and then you're going to get a real scholarship to some other college. So that's the his reason to get married. Really? That is not a reason to get married. And right out of high school? I get it. It's not the 50s. Well, I don't even think people did that back then. I don't know. Maybe they did. But it's just his reasoning behind it makes no sense. But then again, Bobby's logic is here or there. Because they just He's like a typical jock that doesn't have much going on upstairs, but it's all about the brawn. And the football scholarship is the only way he's going to college because his braids clearly stink. But then again, if he's got Carol as a tutor, they can't be that terrible. So I'm guessing he's never dated anyone before, and we know she's, Carol's never been in a serious relationship before either. But she's like, yes, yes, I'll marry you. I'll be your wife. <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh. Carol, you're not thinking. I get it. She likes the appeal. She's been going with this guy for clearly over a year since they started dating in season two. But it's not a reason. We'll get into that more. You get caught up in the mo I mean, seriously, okay. Someone puts that you've been dating for a year, so puts a ring on your finger, asks, will you marry me? Would you say, no, 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 not, or not right now, Let's or let's think about it? Not just, yes, yes, I'll marry you, not thinking of... Every, all the logical questions are probably going to be running through your head five minutes later after the ring's on your finger. I don't know. Jason, you were going to fall out of that window. He's like using a shaving mirror and watching Carol with Bobby because what father apparently wouldn't do that? My God. You know Carol. She is not going to go all the way with her boyfriend. For heaven's sake. She's not Mike, and she should, well, Ben hasn't gotten there yet, but my gosh, he steamrolls over Mike's rep in a heartbeat. I mean, he is a bigger horn dog than Mike ever was. But then again, if you think about it, if Kirk Cameron had not, you know, went with his religious following and had his come to Jesus moment, let's just say, let's just say that didn't happen. 
what would the character of Mike have been in the last two seasons of Growing Pains? Uh, who knows? I really don't know. I'm sure he would have been no different than he was in seasons one through four. Gosh, you know, now that I think about it, because I thought it was like right after the whole thing with um, Julie had come along and they were going to get married and, you know, they, she ended up calling it off. But I thought it was right around then because he had gotten her fired. I don't, I just really wonder what, if that, none of that would have happened, would he have been married to Julie? Because that's the only, they had to write her off. Because she got let go. So Maggie gets out of bed, is it winter time? She's wearing like some heavy, heavy pajamas. And she's not pregnant yet either, but she sees Jason hanging out the window. I'm surprised he hasn't fallen through it, because he is like... The upper half of his body is literally hanging out the window. She goes up to him and slaps him on the ass. Like, what are you doing? He's like, I dropped my shaving mirror in the bushes. Like, so? You should have been hanging out the window spying on your daughter anyway. I'm surprised that, didn't, that slap didn't surprise him enough to the point where he fell out the window completely. He's like, I'm trying to see what Carol and Bobby are doing. They've been out there for 28 minutes. Like, why do you, oh my god, they're not having sex on the porch, I will tell you that right now. My gosh, chill yourself. We don't even get to see really what Chrissy was like as a teenager. Well, wait, no, in the Growing Pains movie, she was in high school. But that really wasn't talking about her being interested in guys. Or her romantic life. It was more about the older kids. So she's like, I'd love to stand here and tell you how silly and stupid you're acting right now, but I have to pee. He's like, oh, what is it, silly that my, I'm worried about my daughter? What? Oh, my God. I get it. It's a father and a teenage daughter. with. She's got a boyfriend. They're not going to have sex right there out on the porch. That's clearly what he's worried about. It's not going to happen. This is Carol. This this is Carol we're talking about. Come on now, Jason. Ch chill yourself. Oh, if it were Ben, I'd be more worried because I could see him knocking a girl up. Mike, on the other hand, I don't think so. Because we've seen his attempts at, uh, you know, when Dana Plato guest starred in season one and she tried to uh, rev his engine, but he wasn't going to give it up. Yeah. So he's talking to Maggie through the bathroom door. Talking about, oh my gosh, I never would have let her wore that, wear that dress if I'd have been consulted. Because it's a low-cut dress just above the tops of the boobage area. But it's like, if I'm Maggie, it's like, I'm going to the bathroom. I'm peeing. I don't need to hear any more of your weird goings-on and worries about her daughter. She's fine. I, I'd be like, I trust her. I gotta pee. I don't care. Shut up. Married? Well, I don't mean right now. I mean next year after we graduate. You see, if we don't, then, you know... Married? Well, then I'm going to get my football scholarship to one place, and you're going to get your real scholarship to someplace else. And I'm going to have to secure, because this has been the best year of my whole life. Yes! You are a dunce, Bobby. Yes, a weird five. You are not thinking clearly, Carol, I swear. Some skin tight pajama pants. 
So Jason and Maggie hear Carol coming up the stairs, and it's like, oh, we better get into bed so that way it doesn't look like we've been waiting up for her. Of course, Carol comes in, says how everyone complimented on her dress and how beautiful she looked and how gorgeous the dress was. And she's like, oh, you know, Bobby and I have been together for a while now. Don't you think it's about time we invite, you know, his parents over for dinner? And they're like, yeah, honey, whatever you want, of course. She's, she's like, great, is next Friday good? And she turns to leave, and they're like, well, wait, wait a minute. Why all of a sudden, I mean, what's the rush? And she's like, oh, well, there's no rush. Doesn't that work for you? They're like, yeah, sure, that's fine. Of course, we get to school the next day, and like any teenage girl has probably ever been proposed to, wearing an engagement ring, she wants to show it off. To her friends Shelly and Debbie and like the ten other girls that are all giggling hysterically. Like, oh my gosh, you're engaged to Bobby! Oh, I wish I were. Like, oh my gosh. So of course, Carol, careful, <laughs> Carol, swears them to secrecy. Like, okay, the only two people other than Bobby and me that know about this are the twelve of you. So let's just keep it on the DL. Of course. Of course it's all over school, because Mike hears about it. He's like, oh my gosh, Carol, you are not going to believe the stupidest rumor I've ever heard at Dewey High. Apparently you and Bobby are getting married? That you're engaged? What is this nonsense? Mike can be a little slow on the uptake in some things, but even he's calling Carol out on this crazy bullshit. He would have enough sense not to get proposed to a girl, like, the year before they finish high school. I get it, Carol's a teenage girl, she's wrapped up in love, she's just thinking of, oh my gosh, it'll be, she's not thinking of the long haul of what it means to be a wife and supporting your partner financially. I mean, 
they're going to be going, I guess they're in the same grade. I mean, they're both going to be going to college eventually, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Carol is eating up this popularity. I mean, it just seems like it's skyrocketed. Like, she was a brain known for being a brainiac and everything, but as soon as she dates that football player, it's like, she is top of the line today's news. And that's why Brad Pitt's character, Jeff something or other, wanted to date her. Because she is the captain of the football team's girlfriend. Her doesn't say anything as she flashes her engagement ring. The look of sheer horror on Mike's face is like, oh shit, you're serious? Damn, I thought it was just a rumor. And he's like, what? So this is true? Like, oh wait, wait, no, 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 you're, you're bullshitting me, right? Just tell me. Come on now. Mike actually makes sense here. And, cause she's like, bye Mike. He's like, wait, wait a minute. No, look, listen to me. Bobby's the first guy you ever dated seriously, or even at all for that matter. You, it's like, Carol, you need to like, see where your head is at. I think it's more the fact that they're in a relationship. It's the first boy who's ever really looked at her and looked past the brainism of Carol Seaver. And Carol's like, so? So what if Bobby's the first guy that I ever dated? He's like, look, I wouldn't go and marry the first guy that I ever dated. Of course, gay joke in there. It's like, hey, you know what I mean? It's like, yes, Mike, we know what you mean. You're not gay. You're not going to marry a guy. So Mike using food as a comparison it's like all right let's say you like chili dogs it's the first food you ever ate you ate it day in day out once you eventually get sick of it? and i get what he's saying and i think carol kind of in the back of her mind kind of is seeing where mike's coming from it's like yeah he is the first guy that she's ever dated she hasn't got around dated other guys before so to marry, I mean, I know there are people out there that marry the first person they date. I'm the same way, but it just depends on the couple and the relationship. But in her case, she is 17 years old. I was like 24 going on 25 when I got married. So that's my reasoning. <laughs> but he just basically, like, girl, you gotta get out there and experience you know, jump into the dating pool. Don't just stay in the shallow end. Get out there. See, you know, she, she's still, like I said, she's had another year of high school. You gotta go off to college and meet, you know, yeah, she meets Sandy. Granted, he dies in a car accident due to drunk driving. And then later she meets Dwight. So if you settle down with Bobby, you're going wherever he's going to college. Let's go, let's go back. Okay, so... Going down the Carol romance history here with Bobby. She's been dating him for what? A year maybe? Maybe less? The fact that she was tempted by Brad Pitt's character Jeff just goes to show that some relationships can slowly start to go stale, you know, repetition, same old, same old, you meet another person. See, that's the thing. She hasn't really met anyone else other than Bobby that that's really shown an interest in her and I, I get it sometimes you glom on to the first person that you know catches your eye and talks to you and it just 
I just, I, I honestly think, I, I'm, I'm on Mike's team here with this. This, and he's even like, mom and dad are gonna blow their tops. They're gonna go through the roof. Because he knows, they know how their parents are. And Carol's a minor. Granted, when she's 18, sure, if she wants to get, but just her head is not in the right place. It's in the claws is what it is. So Mike's saying, you know, mom's going to be doing this with the hands to the chest until she's airborne. Dad's eyes are going to bug out of his head. And Carol's like, oh, well, maybe they'll do that at first, but once they hear our irrefutable reasons and how committed Bobby and I are to each other, you've been dating for a year, girl. Granted, great. That's great in high school. You know, a year. I mean, I can't imagine how many couples make it past a year. I don't know. But, and we'll get to this later, her quote-unquote reasons, which are just absolutely bonkers bananas. So, yeah, let's hear this conversation between Mike and Carol. Like I said, I'm on, I'm, I'm on board with what Mike's saying here. He's, even though he's like a year or two older, we know he's probably dated every single girl in that high school. He's the one who's being rational. Carol's really, yeah. It's the night that Bobby and his parents come over to the Seaver house. Ben's stretched out on the couch, just chilling out, watching TV. Here's like, Ben, I want you to behave, all right? And if you have to make a rude noise, like a burp or a fart, please leave the room. Even Jason and Maggie are kind of commenting on Carol, who keeps fluffing the, those pillows. I want everything to be perfect. And Ben's like, oops, gotta leave the room. <laughs> yeah. So there's a knock at the door. Carol's freaking out about them using the good silver. Maggie's like, well, wait a minute. I thought you wanted to impress his parents. It's like, yeah, but using the good silver could probably intimidate them. Oh, my gosh. 
in other words, it's like, Carol, you need to relax. Apparently she's never, has she never met Bobby's parents prior to this? Well, if she had, she'd probably already know. Maybe not to make a huge fuss. So we have Robert and Kitty, Bobby's parents. Bobby goes like, hey, Carol, how's it going? Because he's wearing a, a nice suit and a blue, I think he's got blue eyes, but the dark blue shirt kind of brings out his eyes. So apparently not only, this must have, Carol's nervousness must have seeped into Jason and Maggie because, like, hi, nice to meet you. Yep, why don't you come in? And Robert's like, uh, we're in, like, we're already in your house. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, why don't you sit down? So dinner's, dinner clearly went well. Now they're just chit-chatting as Carol and Bobby come into the kitchen to get 4-HTs and a yoo and Bobby's just like, wow, our parents are just talking and having a great time. And my dad didn't even start cussing with your mom, Carol, said that she liked Cagney and Lacey. Oh, I remember. Yeah, there's also another, um, I think it's season five. What? Season five or six where Ben's making that movie. And she's, uh, Maggie's watching Cagney and Lacey. Oh, oh, wait a minute. No, they haven't even had dinner because Carol's like, hey, everything's going great. Let's not wait till dinner to tell our parents. Let's tell them now. It's like, uh, I don't know if you want to ruin this happy mood with that. These are Bobby's parents coming over. I want you on company behavior I wonder where she gets to. Wait, Mom! Using our good silver is a mistake. But I thought you wanted to impress them. Yeah, but our silver could intimidate them. Oh, well, then we'll just eat with our hands and rip the food apart. <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Seaver. Hi, Dr. Seaver. She said she's not pregnant. Somebody better explain this. Yeah, what is it? Okay, here it goes. Next year, a week after graduation, 
Excuse me? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> well, I love how Carol's getting ready for the announcement that she's going to make. And Mike just comes down the stairs. I think he's been in his room the whole time. And as soon as he hears announcement, he's like out that door down the hallway, down the stairs in a shot. He's like, wait, 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 don't start. I don't want to miss this. <laughs> so they're all kind of like, okay, Carol, what's going on here? And here's how she starts. I just want you all to know, I'm not pregnant. And it's like, what? Ex what? What now? Of course, Bobby's father is furious. Like, what? what's going on here? You better, you have some explaining to do. And Carol right away backs behind Bobby. Like, uh, like, yeah. So she says, after a week, a week after graduation and when Bobby and she have both chosen their colleges, mind you, they've not talked about which colleges they plan to go to. She says a week after they've chosen their colleges, they're going to get married. Oh. And of course, everyone's just dead silent. And Carol's like, wow, they're taking it better than I thought. And immediately their room erupts with screaming. Like, Carol, you are not getting married. Heck, I think it would have been better if you just said you were pregnant. I mean, my God, girl. Granted, they probably would have been even more furious. And it's like Carol does the talking for both she and Bobby, because Bobby ain't seeing nothing. When he was in the kitchen with Carol, like, oh, let me do the talking. And you just see him, like, trying to get words out. And Carol's like, no, I'll, I'll take care of this. Of course, while everyone's shouting, Mike's like, hey, Benny, check this out. Here's a fine way to take advantage of distracted parents. Oh, I was wondering if I could, because he's, hey, Dad, and Jason's like, not now. Mom, I'm going to go over to Boner's for this mud wrestling thing. Is that cool? She's fine, whatever. And Benny's just like, Wow. Of course, Ben tries. I was like, hey, Mom, Dad. And Maggie's like, not now. He's like, oh, well, I was just wondering, can I eat everybody's dessert? It's like, no, absolutely not. So we see Robert driving Bobby in a, like, by the scruff of his neck and just saying, I want an answer. What the hell is going on? And of course, you see Bobby, like, sputtering and pointing at Carol. It's like, dude... You can eventually learn how to think for yourself. I know it's got to be pretty hard, but you can't just say, well, Carol, da -ba -ba, da -ba -ba. well, dude, you're the one who proposed. You had enough gumption to propose to her, but you can't stand up for yourself. You got Carol fighting with Maggie, just saying, oh, I can explain, I can explain. Like, what exactly can you explain? I don't know what Jason's doing talking to Bobby's parents. Like, did you have any idea about this? Clearly nobody had any ideas. Oh, no, wait, Jason's over there behind the couch. No, Bobby's apparently trying to sputter more words of explanation. So Jason finally gets control of the room by shouting, All right, everybody, shut up, please. And it's like, this was a lot better if everyone just quieted down so we could work this out rationally. And Carol's like, thank you, Dad. Now, are you all ready to hear our reasons? And, of course, Robert's like, I don't want to hear nothing that is going to... You're, nothing you can say is going to convince me that I agree with this. But Jason, of course, is like, alright, we owe it to our kids to at least hear them out. 
Mm-hmm. And Jason's like, Carol, Bobby, we're sorry. And even Robert's like, we're sorry. Excuse me, speak for yourself. He's different. With this football scholarship deal, he's going to 
be the first one in our family ever to go to college. I taught him the game every day after work. Put the ball in. Look at him. When we started, he wasn't much bigger than a football. Look, I think Carol's a real good kid. I do. But she and Bobby haven't been out there. They don't know. And Bobby sure don't need the pressure of being married before he gets to take that shot. Now, don't you think Bobby would respond a lot better to what you just said than to yell it? Yeah. Yeah, he would. So, will you tell him? <laughs> no, that's your job. You're the dad. So before we can hear Carol's quote-unquote raisins for why she and Bobby want to get married, Maggie sends them into the kitchen. Like, the grown-ups need to talk. Carol, you and Bobby make yourself scarce. And then the blame game happens. We got Robert blaming Maggie, saying, oh, it's your kid's fault because you're one of those women that wears the pants in the family and the dominant one or whatever. Oh my god. So Robert clearly is one of those guys that is like the wife needs to be in the home, in the kitchen, making dinner, cooking laundry, taking care of the house. Like I see where your daughter gets it the way that she's leading Bobby around. I'm thinking, excuse me, if you talk to your son, he's the one who proposed to Carol. It's not the other way around. So Jason, oh, oh I love how Robert gets Jason's name wrong. Like yeah, your daughter's dragging my kid around like you do with Mason here. It's like, it's Jason. So, Jason and Robert go into the kitchen. Carol and Bobby, of course, have to go outside or something. Something be somewhere else, basically. So, we kind of get to hear... Jason, of course, is coming at this from the perspective. You know, he's a, he's a psychiatrist. He's a therapist. And I get it, you know, definitely, you know, sit down with the kids, rationalize, talk this out, find out why they want to get married, and kind of see if we can set them on the correct course and just, like, marriage at 17, 18 is not the way to go. And Robert's just saying how he, that Bobby's going to be the first one in their family to go to college. You know, with a football scholarship, this is pretty much his shot. His dreams are shit. We know that because Carol, you know, tutored him. That's how she and Bobby met. And, you know, he's like, you know, every day I taught that, whoops, I taught the kid, you know, the game, how to hold a football before he was no bigger than a football and everything. And Jason's just kind of listening to this. And Robert's also saying about how, you know, these kids don't know anything about marriage. They haven't been out there in the real world. And the last thing that Bobby needs is to be tied down in a marriage at such a young age. Like, basically, college is going to open up doors for Bobby. And football is really his only shot. I'm not saying that Bobby's so good he's going to go to the NFL, but at least with this scholarship, that's his in for college. I don't know what Robert does for a living. I don't know what Kitty does for a living or if she even works. I don't know. And just, I don't like how Robert is just, because Jason, this is how Jason decompresses. He's basting their dinner. Mind you, they haven't had dinner yet, so Ben is probably starving somewhere. Because he's like, can I have everyone's dessert? No. And Robert's like, oh my gosh, you got you doing the cooking? <laughs> and kind of doing his little fingers like, hey, you're a fruit or something like that. It's like... 
No, this is basically how I decompress. I've heard Jason, I'd be like, oh, I'm offended by that, you know? Seriously, me and my wife, we got a system here. Some nights I cook, some nights she cooks. It just, it, you know, that's how, you know, marriages, everyone's marriage is different. Everyone's got a system for how things work and how responsibilities are doled out. And Jason tells Robert, it's like, what you're telling me, don't you think you should be telling this to Bobby in the way that you're talking to me without yelling? That would be more productive. So now, of course, we're going to hear Maggie and Kitty's Kitty's side about this whole Bobby Carroll engagement situation. Oh, real quick, though, before we go to Maggie and Kitty's side of things, what Robert is saying is, all like, we aren't like these people. We don't have dominating women in our family. And Maggie, of course, takes offense to that. Like, excuse me? It's like, yeah, that's where your daughter gets it. You can't see Bobby coming up with an idea like this. It's like, uh, you, maybe you need to actually sit down and talk with your kid. Uh, look, Bobby and Carol are so different. I mean, they want different things. And I really think if Carol gave herself half a chance, she could really do a whole lot with better. You were going to say better. But I didn't mean that. I meant smarter. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't think that's very fair. I mean, as organs go, brain isn't all that important. <laughs> You're right, Kitty. I'm very sorry. All right. Now, is everybody ready to discuss this situation with reason and self-possession? Because we certainly are, right, Chase? <laughs> uh -huh. Robert, have you been drinking? Heck no, we've been based on a roast. <laughs> Carol, Bobby, we're ready to hear your reasons now. <laughs> certainly are. Point one. By marrying before our first year at college, we'll be able to take a small apartment off campus together and therefore save our wonderful parents a great deal of money. Carol, a financial savings like that is not a reason to get married. No, I'm sure it's, it's not. even for your father. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, we got a lot more reasons, Carol Funk up. <laughs> right. Okay. Point two. You're probably thinking that we're too young for this. Situations are not relevant to yours. You've got to make your case based on things that are pertinent only to you and Bobby. But Dad, I less <laughs> You sure you were gonna listen to us? Hey, he's listening. Look at him. <laughs> he's listening. So our reasons don't really matter. Those aren't real just reasons. Us like children. Kids, kids. I mean people. <laughs> this stinks. And if you ain't gonna listen to me, then I ain't gonna listen to you either. But you haven't said anything, Bobby. Yeah, really. That's because Carol's speaking for two. So she is pregnant. No. Listen, Bobby, bottom line. As long as you're living under my roof, you're going to do what I say. Yeah? Well, maybe I better find another roof to live under. Bobby! How could you be so... so parental? <laughs> Okay, so Jason and Robert are pretty much on the same train. Thank you. Sorry about that. So Jason and Robert have come to an agreement. Like, oh yeah, let's hear their quote-unquote reasons. 
I love how Kitty's like, Robert, are you drunk? It's like, no, I've just been basting a roast. <laughs> so, of course, Jason calls Bobby and Carol in there. Her reasoning, the first one makes no sense. As she basically is trying to look at this as a way to save her parents' money, how she and Bobby will take a small apartment just outside of whatever college is going to go to. It's like, you think you're saving your parents' money, but you're not saving yourselves. But not to mention, so, and you know apartments aren't free, all right? You know you got to have money to pay for these. Your parents are not going to be paying for an apartment. And you're going to college. When are you going to have time? Bobby's going to be playing football and going to school. There's no time. And they'd be getting an apartment where? In New York somewhere? Or maybe somewhere outside of... See, they haven't even talked about what colleges they want to go to. And whether or not they've even been accepted to college. I mean, I'm sure Bobby's probably had some scholarships coming his way. Or interests in him due to football. But Carol, I mean, she's a, a junior. Did she got Columbia University knocking down her door? Probably not yet. So, and the other reason, which, again, makes no sense. She's like, you think we're too young for this, but I'll have you know that we're not much younger than what you were when you all got married. And I like Jason's point here is he says, our situations were very different for years, from yours. You cannot base your relationship or your want to get married based on age and how we were you like carol she isn't she's immature she has i mean she might be book smart and everything like that but maturity level she's still she's 17 she's thinking with her heart and not her head good grief she's like oh what you don't want to hear our reasons like those aren't your reasons really you clearly have not thought about any of this. So, of course, it's later that evening. Carol is sleeping. Bobby shows up in her room. I guess they're going to go elope, according to what he wants to do. As he starts packing her, her a bag. It's like... What? And, and she, of course, is starting to have some doubts. He's like, oh, I don't... You know, expect you to do the cooking all the time. We can have pizzas and chili dogs and... But as soon as he mentions chili dogs and pizza, her mind's kind of going back to what Mike had been saying earlier about Bobby being the first guy that she's dated. That... And just instead of them being engaged and just getting a mar married a week after graduation, he's like, let's get married now. Like... You haven't even started your senior year of high school. What in the what? I mean, it might have worked for Nathan and Haley in One Tree Hill over time, but no. Of course, going back to Bobby saying, like, if you don't, aren't going to listen to any of our reasons, then maybe we don't have to listen to you. And Robert's like, well, if you're going to live under my roof, you're going to do what I say. And Bobby's like, well, maybe I will, I'll find another roof to live under. And he leaves. It's like, ay, ay, ay. Carol's all about finishing Bobby's sentences. Like, as he's, like, grabbing a suitcase and packing it. It's like, I'm not a man who's good with words. I'm more of a man of, uh... And she's like, action? It's like, yeah. See, you're so smart for me, Carol. You know what I'm thinking. 
He's like, hey, we're gonna hit the open road and we're gonna get married tonight. And she's like, what? He's like, we'll be married before our parents can mess anything up. You're minors. You're 17. Where do you think you're going to find? Are you going to Vegas? You're in New York. What 24-hour chapels are gonna marry minors? None of them. I don't care if this is 1987. Okay. She right away is like, oh, Bobby, I don't know about this. It's like, yeah, you're coming into her. She was sleeping a minute ago. You climb into her bedroom window. You're like, let's elope. Here, I'm going to pack you a bag. And we're going to get married before our parents can do anything else. That is not how to start on the right foot of marriage. And of course, he's like, hey, think of one reason why we shouldn't do this, why we shouldn't get married. Can you think of one? You can't. It's like, look, we're right for each other. Are we right for each other? It's like, oh, God. You guys, I mean, I'm being honest here. I really, I don't care for Bobby's character, even though he's not all up there in the head. But, uh, he's just too, what's the word I'm looking for? Impulsive? Like, I don't know how long, you know, he had had that engagement ring or how long he'd been thinking about proposing. And my guess, it almost makes it think me think like, oh, because he's always expecting Carol to pretty much do his thinking for him. Oh, if we get married and we'll go off to college and she can like help me with my my papers and stuff. He's like, if we, hey, if we love each other then it shouldn't matter when we get married. And he's like, I love you. And she's like, oh, I love you too. And this just clears away all doubt. And this girl, she is not, it's almost like he's giving her an ultimatum. And they're climbing down the ladder. Yeah, me too. <laughs> no. Next year when we get our 
little apartment in Boston. Yeah, where? In Boston, where Harvard is. Oh, you want to go to Harvard? It's always been my dream. I thought we was going to go to a good school. <laughs> you don't think Harvard is a good school? No, not in football. You got your Big Ten schools, Ohio State, Michigan, Illinois. What? Uh, well, yeah, I thought you did, but that, that's my dream. But Harvard is my breaking up. Why would you want to keep your jacket? He would Bobby and Carol going down the ladder from her room. Once they're on solid ground, they start walking towards his car. 
And the first disagreement comes up as he's like, just think, by tomorrow, I'll be married to, I'll be kissing Mrs. Robert Wynette. And she's like, oh, your mother's coming? He's like, no, that'd be you. And she's like, oh, well, I wasn't planning on changing my name. I thought you knew that. He's like, oh, well, I just assumed. And they're like, oh, well, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So a big disagreement happens with Carol saying, I can't wait to rush home to our little apartment in Boston. He's like, yeah, me too. Wait, where? And she's like, Boston, that's where Harvard is. And he's like, oh, I thought you wanted to go to a good school. And she kind of looks at him like, excuse me? Like, Harvard is one of the best schools around. And he's like, oh, well, I was thinking more along the lines of, like, Michigan or Indiana, Illinois, Ohio State. You know, those are the Big Ten schools for football. And that's where I've always wanted to go. Because she's like, it's always been my dream to go to Harvard. And they're like... And it's almost like she's selling herself shortly. Oh, you know what? It doesn't matter as long as we're together. It's like, why would you throw away going, giving up your dream? Just like, oh, it doesn't matter wherever we're going, we're going together. Don't, don't sacrifice your wants and your... See, this is why you don't go married out of high school. There's always going to be college. And even dating in high school, it's like, you know... You know what you you probably are going to be going to different colleges. Please don't just pick your college based on where your boyfriend's going to go or girlfriend, because that's never. Because you know once you honestly once you get out of high school, you're going to meet so many people when you go off to college. You're going to actually have a chance to find yourself and whatnot. So them locking themselves down to each other in a marriage at 17, because they're not even going to wait till graduation. And he's like, hey, what's going to change in a year? If it's good enough a year from now to get married, then it's good enough to get married tonight. It's like, name one thing. And she's like, but, but, and she's trying to, you know, get words out. And he's like, see, you can't even name one thing. They say now, hey, we can have chili dogs or Chinese or spaghetti, Italian, whatever you want. Or even, because as soon as she hears chili dogs, Mike's voice is like in her head saying, like, this is wrong. You've only been with Bobby. You've never been with any other guy, dated any guy. And she's probably thinking to herself, like, oh, gosh, coming home to this, you know, cooking and, and all this stuff for my husband. It's like, girl, you really don't know what you're signing up for. And finally, even when he says pizza, she's like, maybe we need to stick to the original plan. Maybe this is just, just feels wrong to rush it like this. And he, at this point, is pressuring her, like, hey, Look, if it's right, all we're doing is pushing the wedding up from a year to to now. And nothing is going to change in a year. It's like, dude, you don't know that. So, of course, tearfully, Carol's like, here, let me give you this ring back. It was probably expensive. And she goes to take off because he put his dewy high hooters jacket on her, his letterman's jacket. And she, he's like, oh, no, keep it. I'm like... Why would she want to keep that? You're basically, she's giving the ring back. You're breaking up. Why would she want your jacket? It's like, dude, you still got a year. So, oh my gosh, is that going to be awkward? Hopefully they don't have any classes together or have lockers anywhere. 
Well, his is Winnet and hers is Seaver, so if they do it alphabetically, they shouldn't be within the same realm of each other, but that would be so awkward. Not to mention if he ends up hooking up with another high school girl while you're still doing your last year of high school. Oh my god. So, Bobby drives off. We see headlights appear. Turns out Mike's just returning from going to the mud wrestling event with Boner. And he sees Carol like, oh, Carol, you scared me, but you normally. And she just runs to Mike tearfully. He said, Mike. And she just wraps her arms around him. He said, Carol, Carol, it's okay. It's okay. And he, this is such a sweet scene. And the only other scene we get even remotely similar to this is when Sandy dies, Carol's college boyfriend. Actually, now that I think about that, that's in season four, right? With Sandy, I think? Maybe? I don't know. And that's pretty much how the episode ends. I mean, you just kind of fade out as Mike is holding Carol, you know, on this, you know, sidewalk outside their house. And it's just, it's such a, it's a sweet brother-sister moment. He's there to comfort her. He knows she's upset. You know, they tease each other all the time, but this is the time that he steps up. And he's like, it's okay, Carol, I'm here. I've got you. And she just cries on his shoulder. And, and that's the episode. You know, honestly, um, for lesson learned from this episode, I'm just going to go with, uh, don't get married in high school. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Just finish high school. Go to college if you're going to go. And just maintain, if you're that, you know, in love with your high school sweetheart, maintain that relationship. Way to experience things. Be over 21. You still have so much of your life to experience before you settle down and get married and start a family and start working and paying bills. I'm not trying to make marriage look unappealing because it's a beautiful, glorious, fun thing. My husband and I are going to be celebrating our 13th anniversary next next week, and it just you know we waited you know at least three and a half years of dating before we got married. But it's definitely marriage. Honestly, is a learning experience. You learn so much about your significant other through how you you know who's paying the bills, who's doing the laundry, who's doing the cooking, who's doing the dishes, all that stuff. And there are compromises in there too. Sometimes that's the thing. That's the key, honestly, is compromising. It can't always be it's gonna be my way or no way. You gotta come together, especially for the big, big decisions. Write a pros and cons list. And honestly, you know, if Carol sat down with Bobby and just thought realistically for a second, even though she is, she's book smart. That's what Carol is. She's book smart. Sit down with Bobby, write a pros and cons list about if we got married after graduation. What are the pros to this? Because for two reasons, we're not pros. If anything, they were in the cons section. Honestly, I don't see what benefit they would get out of marrying just right out of high school. If anything, yeah. Alright, for the month of August, I'm letting you guys choose which episode I do. I've chosen two, and you'll be the deciding factor. So, here are the two you get to choose from. Season 3, Taking Care of Business, which is a Mike episode. Aired on September 22nd, 
1987. In this episode, morals and friendships are tested when Mike takes a job at a stereo store managed by a notorious troublemaker from his past. And, of course, a Ben episode in Season 3, Episode 10, This Is... This is Your Life, which aired on November 17th, 1987. In this episode, when Jason Seaver tells Ben to face his tonsillectomy like a Seaver, Ben is ready to give up his family membership under anesthetic. He dreams that he's been replaced by a new, improved Ben. Now, I remember watching this episode. I had not seen different strokes, so, I mean, but I was aware of Danny Kirksey. He had been in stuff, like uh, Terminator 2, I think I would have been coming, he would have been a bit older. Um, he was in an episode of Mr. Belvedere. Yeah. So yeah, those are the two episodes to choose from. If you email the podcast at lvomwonderyearspodcast at gmail.com, or you can even vo- visit the Instagram page at Growing Pains Pod, or Show Me That Smile Again, a Growing Pains Podcast Facebook page, you guys can vote in the comments. And then I will be doing either of those episodes in August. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye.